0: Welcome to the Rockstar Creativity Podcast. My name is Scott Snow, and I'm a life coach, and my mission is to teach you how to unleash your creativity so you can start getting the best ideas of your life. I believe that most people have lost that creativity and sense of wonder and play they had as children. My company offers trainings and coaching that will help you tap into the limitless creativity you used to have. Once you tap into that creativity, you'll start seeing new opportunities in every area of your life. At the end of this episode, make sure to download your free guidebook from the website Rockstar Creativity. It'll give you strategies to help you start getting the best ideas of your life. You're meant to do great things. Let's start. So I talked about my favorite new movie. It is Attack of the Killer Donuts. And this movie is pretty wild. It's on Peacock. I highly recommend it, especially if you like stupid movies. But you know what? I figured I could get a bunch of creativity lessons from this silly movie. Um, this movie has some a lot of great surfer music. It's very corny. The effects are terrible. Uh, pretty bad acting as well. Although, one of the cops is uh, Ponyboy. From the Outsiders. So that's pretty cool. So again, the the name of the movie is Attack of the Killer Donuts. Now, it has a bunch of the things that I really like in a dumb movie. They have a mad scientist in it. And he actually lives in the basement. We have a mom who treats her 20-year-old son like an 8-year-old kid. Which I always think is funny. And then there's a couple that I really uh, like watching this couple. The girl has a crush on the guy. And they work together at the donut shop, and he doesn't really know it because he has a, a psycho girlfriend on the side, and it's a lot of fun. They're flirting through the donut display case, and of course, anything with bumbling idiotic cops is something I like to watch. Pony Boy from The Outsiders is the um, one of the cops. There's a lot of farting, and a lot of uh, trash humor like that, which is fun. We've got a a bad cheap boss of the donut shop with a terrible toupee and wears a jumpsuit. We have, um, you know, one thing I really like that I thought was pretty creative about the movie is a lot of it takes place in the donut shop. And this couple, their employees, they just literally sit down on the counter and watch one kooky customer come in after another. And they basically watch their performance, which is fun. There's a... A raga, like Indian raga, patrulli-wearing wellness guy. Um, There's a lady who is very strange who, you know, is on a diet, but she wants this one donut. And she's going through the whole thing. They got the homeless guy there with this coffee all the time. Also, when the donuts start attacking, they have a funny sound. that's like all of them are running down the street together and they have like that kind of sound. So it's a lot of fun. The cops are also named Rogers and Hammerstein. So, if you know musicals, you'll remember that. And the poster slogan of this great trashy movie is We've eaten them for years, now it's their turn. What I did was um, derive some tips for creativity from this movie. And uh, each little uh, section here is based on one of the chapters of my book and also uh, the modules of my training that I'm working on. So the first one is create the perfect box of donuts. And this involves roles. Uh, my company used to be called All The Hats We Wear, and now I changed the name to Rockstar Creativity. But a lot of the content is still the same. One of the biggest focuses for being creative, I believe, is to one, get very clear on all the different hats that you wear, all those different roles. And it's really important because if you think of being a composer, these are all the different segments of your composition. You know, if you're a chef, these are the different ingredients to your great dish. So it's very important to know these. So you might ask, what is a role? What's the definition? Well, a role is a category in your life that is crucial for you to be fulfilled. It requires weekly, if not daily, attention and curating to to really um, be fulfilled. And you'll notice when you're feeling unhappy or unfulfilled, if you look at some of those key areas in your life, you're probably not spending the attention and the time you need to for them. So a definition of a role is a category in your life that requires attention, regular attention. You want to curate these roles like they're a Uh, at a museum, you know, all the beautiful pieces of art that you want to uh, make into your masterpiece. So there are four types of roles. The first is the mind-body-spirit role. And that obviously would be, you know, you as a person. Before you're all these other things, then you first have to start by being a person. So mind-body-spirit. The next type of role is giving and receiving. So the giving receiving role, that's what's coming in, what's going out. A lot of people put their financial roles here. Of course, if you don't have a financial role, you probably need one, no matter what stage you are, even if you're a student. And the next two types of roles are the personal role and the professional role. So the personal roles are what you would expect, you know, family relationships, Uh, romantic relationships, friendships, hobbyist, that kind of thing, and then professional. Uh, Even if you have a career or a career idea, a lot of times you'll also have many other categories that you need to assume different roles to be successful in that role, especially if you start a business. If you want to be an entrepreneur, then you definitely need to have a lot of different roles. So uh, let me give you an example Of mine, I'll be very transparent and I'll share with you my 22 roles that I have that I've defined for myself just so you can get an idea. If you want to scribble some down, then that would be helpful for you, I think. So, category mind, body, spirit I have four roles meditator, or I call it transcendental meditation. Meditator, I just uh, learned how to do the TM technique, and I recommend it highly. Just go to tm.org to get information and to find a trainer. Role number two is 180-pound body and healthy eater. Now, I'm not 180 pounds right now, but that's what I'm gearing towards. So also that's a good uh, point that a lot of these roles, once you title them, you don't have to actually be doing them. They can be like placeholders of what you want to move towards. so. Uh, role number three, I put the dude or a sage. The dude, of course, from the classic uh, Big Lebowski movie. And just being like a wise person, um, hopefully someone that people go to for, for advice and for some guidance. I would like to think of myself as uh, being that and growing into that. Role number four, musician and musical soul. Music has has been my life since like fourth grade. So, of course, that had to be a role and had to be right up there with the mind, body, spirit. It's so important. Now, next category, giving and receiving. I have a uh, wealth builder role. Well, it's wealth builder and business strategist. And I find it's a good idea to, if you have a couple similar roles, then you can combine them like that. So, my role for number five is wealth builder and business strategist. Role number six is philanthropist. Now, again, I'm not really a philanthropist in the term of like uh, wearing a black tie and going to big events and, you know, spending millions of dollars and giving out extravagant things. But I can certainly set it as a placeholder. I can donate my time and that sort of thing and think of myself as a philanthropist. Um, Study gala events and other people that are doing the right thing. Mackenzie, what's her name? Um, Jeff Bezos ex, Mackenzie Scott. She's really inspirational. Next we have personal roles. Husband, dad, family. Number 10, backgammon enthusiast. I love backgammon, so I wanted to include that as one of my roles. That could also be like a happy hobbyist role or a hobbyist role. Number 11 is a movie buff. As you can tell, I love movies, especially bad movies. And, uh, number tw- well, that's number 11. Number 12 is Chef and Mixologist. Number 13, Joker. I like villains in movies. I like fast roller coasters. I like true crime stories. I like all that stuff. Scary movies. So I put that as a role. Joker. Number 14, Writer and Journaler. Something I like, I find very important and fulfilling to me. 15, The Willy Wonka of Creativity. And this is a good strategy as well to, uh, name your role, you know, the Willy Wonka of creativity, the Warren Buffett of business strategy, you know, think big, the Anthony Bourdain of chefs. Those are inspiring. You want inspiring titles for your roles. Nobody wants to, um, get moving with a, you know, role like I'm the maid or I'm the taxi driver for the kids. You know, you want to have something, uh, that's inspiring. Now we go to the professional roles. Number 16, in-demand life coach. Number 17, rockstar creativity visionary and world-class problem solver. Number 18, rockstar creativity number one customer. If you're not using your own product, no one's going to use it. So to make it that specific that this is a role that I'm the number one customer for my own stuff, you got to drink the Kool-Aid, right? As Grant Cardone says, the great sales expert. And next is number 19, social media whiz and participant. So this is putting out information, sharing stuff, sharing offers and information content, and also participating. I, I can never stand when I see an account that you know, has 150,000 followers and then zero that they're following. I always think, you know, spread spread the wealth a little bit. Follow other people. Why not? Next is number 20, productivity and self-development expert. So I have to stay up on the trends with all that. 21, professional speaker. And 22, music therapist and rehab counselor. That's my day job of working at an adult psychiatric hospital and teens. So those are my 22 roles. So I hope you've got some ideas on how you can put together your role list. And you might ask, why do that? What are the benefits? A couple benefits are one, once you identify these different hats that you wear or that you want to be wearing, more importantly, you can get that bird's eye view. You get to be up above looking at your busy life, all the moving parts of your life from a different perspective. Also, another great benefit is that if there's one area, one hat in your life that is in crisis mode, then you can recognize that's one area in my life that's in crisis, not my whole life. It's not me. You know, I'm having trouble with that one class or this one, you know, relationship. So, that's a good way to think of it as well. Also, being able to identify all the roles you play is is Provide sort of a bridge to the future. You know, you know where you're going. You know what you're trying to work towards. And that's really important too. And I suggest keep revising that role list until you really feel in your bones that you have everything that's most important to you represented. So that's the first section on roles. Second section is on goals. A lot of people love goals. So section number two goal setting. And the name of this one in terms of the movie is, have your donuts made by the deadline. Now there are three types of goals, action goals, deadline goals, and bucket list goals. Now let's get an example of each one. Action goal is really just a rule for your life. Meditate for 20 minutes twice a day. Exercise aerobically for 30 minutes every day. Um, Take a walk once a week for 45 minutes. Whatever it is, it's very clear and very specific. Thank you, Jay, for the rose. And a deadline goal just has a date stamped on it. And I usually start a deadline goal with by X date, fill in the date. By April 15th, um, scuba certified. Very clear, gives you the deadline and the third one, the bucket list goal. You know, this usually is just a little bit bigger. You know, I want to be the host on Saturday Night Live and and announce, and live from New York, it's Saturday night. Maybe that's my, one of my bucket list goals. Or going in the presidential motorcade, seeing all that. Going to Niagara Falls. Going to the Carnival in Brazil. going Bringing the kids to the Super Bowl. Whatever it is for you. So the action goals deadline goals, and bucket list goals. So what you want to do now that you have started thinking about your role list, for every role that you have, come up with some goals. You said that there are important areas in your life, so you've got to do that. Alright, now the next category is related to mission statements. And how I relate it to the donut movie is that I call it, Why are you passionate about your donuts? So, Once you have your role list, you want to get going with your mini mission statement for each role. Now, a lot of people think of a mission statement as like a corporate thing, a big company, something that you write and never look at again. But I say you want to make a recording of it so you can listen to it and reconnect with it every day. mission statement is really a reminder of the whys, why it's important. So an example of a mini mission statement is the following. The role is meditator. I am a meditator. Transcendental meditation brings beautiful depth to my life. When I'm in deep silence, I catch big fish ideas. I experience bliss whenever I want. Meditation helps me find my center and gets me in the zone for the rest of the day. Transcendental meditation is my magic reset button. Being a lifelong meditator helps me share my soul with a world that desperately needs it. So that's a short paragraph, very clear, very succinct. When I hear that, I'm like, yeah, I want to work on that role. I'm, I'm, I am I'm, connect, like I know what I'm about for that role. Now, a couple of words about how you would go about doing one, and this is all explained in detail in my PDF book, which is on my website, Rockstar Creativity, on the homepage. So you can download for it for free and do it yourself. So... What you want to do to create a mini-mission statement is first brainstorm some feeling words, some ideas, phrases that you connect with, that you feel strong about that role. So for example, with uh, meditator, might be being centered, depth, stillness, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, beauty, power, being in the zone, wisdom, spiritual, profound, peaceful, strength, flow, imagination, creativity, catching the big fish. So, and one of the most important questions to answer with your mini-mission statement is the why. Why is this role so crucial to you? Why is it that if you're not going after it in that role, that you might not be as fulfilled with your life? What is it about? What does the role do for you? Why is it important? So, those are some examples of the mini-mission statement. So, I have 22 mini-mission statements because I've got 22 roles. Now, the next category with our Attack of the Killer Donuts movie, I like to use movies as a little fun vehicle for talking about this content. The Red Velvet Donut with fun Funfetti Sprinkles. So this is the creativity module, creativity chapter. And I want to focus on two strategies that can really make a difference in your own creativity. Now, you want to be creative because when you... Tap into your natural creativity, you get the best ideas of your life. Okay, you're going to be thinking on a higher level. So, one of them is to start an audio journal. And I highly recommend this. In fact, if there's one thing I wish I could go back in time and do, it would be to go back to when I'm 12 years old and to keep an audio journal every single day. Now, what you want to do with the audio journal is usually I have a uh, notebook that i keep next to me all the time and i call this my anarchy notebook as the anarchy symbol but i just call it anarchy because really it's creativity is sort of like having those ideas constantly going like anarchy so throughout the day jot down little things like today is thanksgiving jot down a couple little memories or thoughts or feelings that you had about the day Maybe it was you really liked the squash or the meat stuffing, or you had a specific interesting conversation during dinner, or whatever it was, something went wrong, someone fell down the stairs, I don't know what it is. But jot those down, those are called creative snippets. And once you have all those creative snippets down, at the end of the night, you can go somewhere, chill, and take your phone and just get an audio recording app, and just blab about the day, say the date. Today's November 23rd, Thursday, it's Thanksgiving, well, I did this, I did that, and you just vent about the whole day. And it only takes five to seven minutes, and you can blab about everything you want to talk about. You have your talking points, your creative snippets in your notebook, so you just refer to that. Also, a new thing that I've just started doing that really has helped as well is before bed, sometimes I'll just sit with the notebook with some chill music maybe Blade Runner soundtrack or Pink Floyd. And I'll just kind of scan through the day and add any extra details or thoughts that I had forgot. Most of the time, we just forget about all these things that happen. It's not that there isn't interesting things that are happening. It's that we just forget them. So this is a great reflection time. And, of course, LinkedIn and... Um, For all companies, you know, looking for new employees, creativity is usually right up at the top uh, for qualities that people are looking for. And one example of being creative is to be reflective. And journaling is one of the greatest things to do with that. And then, you know, one extra step that I usually like to do is um, I will maybe listen back to the audio journal on my phone And then just take one index card like this. I think it's, uh, I don't know, five by eight or something. And I just uh, write the date and then just jot down a couple little bullet points of what I talked about in that thing. So you have one card and now you you can have a whole um, index card holder like this. And then you can just look up, literally, you have any question about a day in the past, you can just thumb through it and find the date, and you've got exactly, you know, the top 10 things that happened that day. That's a pretty awesome resource to have. If Someone says that you didn't go to the meeting, you know, you've got it there in your audio journal. Oh, I did say there was one other um, strategy for creativity I was going to mention. Just so you know, the, some of the benefits to journaling, which there are many, when you start a journal, you become more mindful. You increase your emotional intelligence. Clarify your thinking. Develop an attitude of positive expectation or gratitude. Improve your writing skills, your speaking skills. You are more animated, more personality. You enhance your decision-making skills. You, it connects you with your inner world. It uh, helps you get out of the surface level layer of thinking into deeper levels of thought, which help with creativity, of course, and uh, boost problem-solving skills and develop leadership skills. Leaders need to be able to reflect and to uh, take into account everything that happened and not just keep responding to the moment. Now, the other second strategy here is um, color words, and that is uh, being on the lookout for interesting words. You know, just over the last couple weeks, I've collected these words from just reading the newspaper, and they're pretty cool. You can start to pepper them into your daily conversation or your writing. In fact, that's one thing I write in my audio journal index cards, is I'll write color word, you know, whatever, (laughs) hoity-toity, that I said the word hoity-toity, and that's kind of cool that the color words that you expose yourself to start to come up in your daily life. So here's some words that I came up with that I call color words. Unusual words. Upscon, bamboozle, befuddle, behoove, besmirch, bric-a-brac, brouhaha, bucolic, cantankerous, churlish, claptrap, cloister, cobble, cod swallow, cogent, cornucopia, crystallize, cull, deluge, dodgy, doldrums, dreck, hobnob, hoity-toity, and so on. Kerfuffle. And who doesn't want to use words like hoity-toity and kerfuffle? All right. So that's the creativity part. Next is project management. Which I think of in the kitchen. Run the kitchen and make all your donuts for our movie, Attack of the Killer Donuts. I do recommend that movie. It is on Peacock Channel. And I have it on my my stuff folder because I watch it like, I've probably watched it a dozen times in the last two months. It's just a fun thing. I like to have a movies on in the background anyway to keep me company and keep me working. So if you have a project, if you're a student or even if you're just doing stuff around the house, you have a business you wanna start, you're gonna have a lot of projects going on at the same time. So here are the seven stages of project management in the Rockstar creativity system. First stage is to identify the spark. Now this is, I'll give the example of writing a, a drum book. I wrote a book about how to play the drums for snare drum for kids. and I called it um, Just What the Doctor Ordered. And the spark of this book was, I really like mad scientist movies. I like seeing pictures of the mad scientists and how they act. And it's just cool. They're zany and crazy and fun. So that was the emotional spark of my project. This mad scientist in his lab concocting all these things. And I related it to, you know, their, this mad scientist is creating compositions for the snare drum student, the drummer, to do to fix all his or hers technique problems. So that's the spark. And you really need a strong spark. You know, sometimes in corporate speak, they talk about, identify the problem. Well, that's not very uh, creativity-inspiring language for the problem. That problem, I, I want to avoid a problem. But I d- identify the spark. Ah, now I want to work towards it. I want to engage my full creativity. So stage one, identify the spark. The emotional connection you have with that project. Number two, gathering stage. You start to just gather all the info that you can related to that project. I was reading a book by Twyla Tharp, who is a um, famous dance choreographer. And in her book about creativity, she says she just gets a like a shoebox, slaps a little label on with some duct tape on the side, and just starts tossing stuff in there related to that project. It can be as simple as that. Stage three, brainstorm. This is when you start asking a lot of questions about your project. So for the drum book, it could be, you know, who is this for? Is this for students? Is this for teachers? Is this something they could work together with? Um, how many chapters? And then the structure stage is stage number four. Structure is, well, that would be more of the, the chapters of the book. How long is it going to be? Um, how many movements in the piece? How many chapters in the book? That sort of thing with the structure, the brass tacks. Then stage five is the action stage. That's where you roll up your sleeves and start doing the actual work. For my drum book, I started writing, I think I wrote 65 drum solos in like two weeks. So, But I wasn't able to do that if I didn't do the other four steps, four stages. I think that's where a lot of us get into trouble, and we have a writer's block when we just start at stage five, the action stage. You can't do that. You've got to identify that spark, and you've got to do the gathering stage, and the brainstorming, and then the structure part of it. So those are crucial. Stage six is refining stage, and this is really cool because you'll start to appreciate the fun of stage six refining when you start to make that project sparkle. You know, when you keep making changes to it so that it just keeps getting better and better and better until you reach a point where you're like, I don't think I can make this any better at all. Like my drum solos were just perfect in every way that I could just play through them and there's no problems and it's just right. So that's the refining stage. And of course, when you're on a deadline, you might have to speed up your process of going through these seven stages. And then the final stage is to celebrate. Celebrate you know, send off that book for publication or, you know, have a glass of wine, uh, do something fun to celebrate your achievement. And then you'll also have a lot of different other projects going at the same time. Another benefit to having this structure is actually I have a whole sheet. Where is it? Right in the, uh, I also use a planner like this. It's uh, eight and a half by 11. Um, planner and I just made a new revision where I have my roles at the top of the page here and then at the bottom is some projects and I got to add some more projects in here because this is a new book but it says uh, what's the project name this was a, a proposal for a conference that I'm going to go to the due date and then the seven stages so I can check mark where this project is right now so usually I'll have four or five projects there, so I can look right on one sheet and say, "Oh, for the proposal for that conference, I'm only at the the, uh, the spark stage." So when I get some time to do some work, then I know I got to do work on that stage. Whereas maybe writing, you know, putting my online course together, well, I'm at the structure stage for that. So when I have time to work on that, I go, "Oh, structure type of stuff. How many how many modules is this going to be? You know, what's how long is each module going to be?" So that really helps me to hit the ground running and know what kind of work you have to do. And I don't have to get caught up with each project. I can zoom right in, spiral into what needs to be done for that project. And then our final uh, module from this great movie, Attack of the Killer Donuts, is their film motto on the, the poster, the movie poster. We've eaten them for years. Now it's their turn. And I say, if we don't want to be eaten by donuts, we have to plan like a visionary with our life. And that's where it comes into play having this anarchy dump notebook, where you're putting stuff all day long in this. Each night, you can go through and clear it. What I do is, once I have either finished the uh, idea, taken action, or put it in my planner, then I cross it off and i'll also have my journal entries here you know like the bullet points i get on my phone and blab about the day then when i'm done i actually just tear off the corner of the page here and uh like a chipmunk and then i know that that page is all clear so that's just an easy way to uh know when that you're you're done that and plus it's nice to hang this you know hang on to this for the year you know maybe you have five or six for the year this is just a five subject spiral and you can look back if you have notes from a meeting what was i thinking what was i brainstorming on this project you can just thumb through and and it's right there also in this binder i have a lot of tabs eight tabs for each and this is where i store some of the info that if i'm not going to do it right here then i need to record it somewhere. You know, I was using a uh, computer program called Scrivener for a long time, but then I always find that typing takes way too long. I'd rather just, you know, sit and watch the football game. Actually, I'm missing the uh, 49ers right now. I've got the uh, quarterback and the wide receiver from the 49ers that are on my fantasy team. But I'm having fun talking with you. But you can just jot that stuff down Whereas I find when I'm locked up with a computer and typing, it's just it's not as um, informal, and I find it to be it's more like work, and I'm I'm, I guess I'm a list writer. I'm a I'm a writer anyway. So so you want to plan it by having those notebooks and then those tabs. I'll just tell you what tabs I use: a monthly calendar tab, that's just you know January, February, then a priority tab which is what has to get done today. Week. What has to get done next week? Share. That's all my ideas for the podcast or social media. You know, I have a, an article that I read that I, on authenticity that I think would be cool to share with you. I'll jot that down there. Word of the day. I also like to do that of using a color word, like I said before, and connecting it with a creativity type of tip. To do list, uh, music therapy stuff, and goals. I have, uh, I'm setting up a checklist for all my daily goals for all the roles. So I can just look down and, you know, when did I meditate? Did I exercise? Did I do this? Did I fast after six o'clock? Did I read a a book? And then uh, a couple more tabs I have in my notebook here are financial. So a weekly money report, financial report. Important business strategy ideas. Round the world questions. Round the world is really just taking all those roles that you already listed out, and actually it gives you permission to surf the web for your roles. So you start to have questions. Well, where's the other? What's the nearest training center for transcendental meditation? Look it up. Who? What are the celebrities that are doing meditation? What do they say? What's someone who's you know like me that? is very busy and has family, how do they manage to do two 20-minute um, meditations every day? Project stuff, uh, podcast stuff, miscellaneous stuff, need, stuff I need to get, and blank pages. So that's how I set up this book here to help me plan. Well, I'd like to end. This is the first time in a very long time that I've had the, uh, the live video. And I think that's fun. I'm not exactly sure how it's going, but I appreciate you if you're listening. And my challenge to you is to make a list of the sensory triggers that you could use to be more creative. Here's some of mine. Watching movies, certainly, but usually I have movies on the background. I don't really just sit and, you know, lights out and just watch the movie. I'm always doing something. So that leads to watching the movie multiple times, which I like. Jaws is my all-time favorite, of course, as you can see. And I've seen that, you know, hundreds of times, probably. All right, and now using music. I like to use music that doesn't take a lot of my attention. Kind of like the movie thing. Pink Floyd, Blade Runner I like. You know, the original Vangelis soundtrack. U2 is a band I can listen to, and... um. Neil Young, Katie Lang, Ozzy I love, Black Sabbath, Black Label Society, you know. But mostly what I do work to is Pink Floyd, I think. Uh, TM is a great activity to, uh, it's sort of a sensory trigger for your creativity. i having a coffee. I like having a textured cup that helps. And uh, I find that I, if I'm going to have a coffee at night, I have to have it by 6.30 p.m., after that i'm going to be up all night so we're having a martini maybe to get you in the mood using index cards using a large paper to plan out some sketches using my uh, scrivener program on my laptop my macbook pro creating a list playing the drums got the uh, drum set set up here playing some blackjack anarchy notebook if i got ideas there that helps me it's a trigger for me when i get out ideas one of the big reasons I use this um, regular notebook, because you would say, most people would say, why not just write whatever idea you had in the tab for this? But I find that if I have to go through thinking of what tab and all that, then I might lose that idea. And I find when I write the idea immediately, I often get three or four more right after it. And I wouldn't do that if I had to find the tab and, and where to deposit it. So that's why I do this. It's, I find that's key... Really important. Um, right before bed, I like to reflect on the day, as I said, and jot down those creative snippets for my audio journal. It really makes a difference because you're just reviewing the day with a fine-tooth comb, and it's a really good um, activity to do. It'll get it'll make your audio journal dictations much more colorful and and filled out, interesting, and. Yeah, just doing your round-the-world web surfing and going about web surfing in a different way, not just to waste time, but to really curate and to have a curiosity, a loving curiosity to all the roles that you defined as being your role list and deep diving into all those. It's its awesome. Like, it's just such a great use of time to focus in. You'll never know what you find and... Uh, it's just a really good habit to get into. I call it round the world uh, based off of that kids basketball game where you go around the whole key of a basketball court and you have to hit a shot at each spot on the key in a sequence. So I kind of think of that in the same way because I started to go, "Well, I wonder if I could make some little tiny bit of progress on all my roles in this 20 minutes I have right now. And that's a way you can do it. Just round the world, think of the role. All right, what's a couple of questions I could look up on, on the web. Next one, you know, for, for me being a sage, who are the greatest sages of our generation? Uh, for a visionary, what is a visionary? Who are the top visionaries now? You know, for the, for the past, who are the best? So these are all, you just start to get more and more questions. Chef, mixology, you, you start looking at recipes and cooking techniques and what's a strategy for backgammon? And this is where you get your brain really working, getting engaged and unleashing your creativity. So thanks for being here. As I said, visit the website rockstarcreativity.com. You can even text me at 774-230-3928. If you'd like some help getting started with the guidebook, I'm happy to talk to you on the phone or in a Zoom. And um, that PDF is available for free on the website. So thanks for joining me and see you next time.